This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy's team. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there, and welcome back to The Block. This is On The Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer and longtime NBA vet. And we are on The Block, uh, ready to bring you all the latest in uh, the uh, sporting sporting days action, I suppose, with the Nebraska uh, basketball certainly taking up a lot of the airwaves recently. But Strick, how are you doing today? Yeah, I feel good. I'm glad to be on the block today. It's um, we got some some wonderful things to talk about, some wonderful things to discuss. Um, just glad to be here, and thank you for all the support that our listeners are tapping in here on the block to listen to us. We're going to give you a good show today. Yeah, we got you know you can you can find us on YouTube, stream, and Facebook, traditional radio airwaves that also Spotify works as well. Too. Spotify hey. even, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find us everywhere. All- Follow, subscribe, like, all that stuff uh, We would be greatly appreciated as we are. We're trying to build our following here on the block, and we're, we're glad to have you uh, with with us. We have actually a former Husker, uh, Henry T. Buchanan, as well, going to join us at 425, so we're looking forward to that. He was at Legends Night, I believe, which uh, didn't end up being a very legendary afternoon as Nebraska got destroyed by Northwestern, and that kind of has led to a very sticky situation here for Nebraska basketball, much of the Discussion that you have in in the office and even over the airwaves at this point is kind of what can Nebraska do? Is there anything you know um, to, to get this thing going, or should they should they bail on it? That eighteen and a half million dollar buyout kind of stands in the way of that um, for the Hoiberg situation. And then of course last uh, night on a radio appearance, um, Hoiberg was uh, kind of berated by a few fans that had just had enough and and were frustrated and um, you know are kind of asking him to 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 see what you know how can he. Um, how could he, you know, defend his job and, 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 and give him a reason to be able to come back? Um, very, very weird times. Have you ever been around a, a situation where the, the fans, uh, you know, in a, in a call-in show, I guess it's it, it's liable to happen at some times, but um, where the fans have, have started to seemingly turn on the coach? <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. It, it's it's some of those things. It's, it's one of those things, too, is a coach can lose the – the, the support, the buy-in. There's so many things that can happen um, in those systems, and I think there's a unique there's a unique difference between the collegiate and the professional game, right? The, yeah. the professional game is more you you take on more of a CEO type of role where you're managing 
uh, a bunch of prima donnas, so to speak, right? <laughs> you're, you're managing a bunch of egos. And so you have to kind of know which buttons to tap, where to push, where to leave alone, where to kind of take alone. Where you know you got to just kind of do a lot of managing, and that's why Phil Jackson, you know, is considered one of the best at doing it because of all the egos he had to manage in in order to win and, and be successful at the highest level. Um, you you've got to you know the Pat Rileys and the likes of them were so good because they knew how to manage and and allow the Magic Johnsons and the, and those those alpha male types to to be who they are, but then also knew how to uh, talk to them in a way that got them to get the most of what they brought to the table. And, uh, and, and so that's what the, now the difference now, I mean, I think coaching has changed some, I mean, it used to be back in the day where, you know, coaches can, can get on you a little bit and you didn't, you, you weren't as sensitive. You wasn't as Ralph Tresvent. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know there's a song, <laughs> Tresvent called sensitivity. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of sensitivity out there like you, you have nowadays. So you kind of got to learn how to manage that. And and there's so many promises probably that have been made, so many things that have been said behind closed doors that if somebody doesn't feel that you're measuring up to that, then you can lose buy-in. And so you don't want to lose – the more of the team that you lose, the more that you don't have an opportunity of coming out of whatever it is that you're in. And so it's, it's, it's always good to get buy-in. Or you have to have – a few alphas on your team that gets the team in line. So th those are some of the differences and you've got to know how to tap in on that guy, whoever that guy may be. Right. So that's the difference I think between collegiate coaching. I mean, obviously Shusevsky, you know, and the likes of them are the old school guys where the Bayheims, the old yeah. school guys, you know, it is what it is. You show up here, this is what you must expect. Right. The Roy Williams, the likes of them. Whereas some of those dynamics have changed with younger coaches. Now they've got to kind of learn to manage those types of systems in a way that, that they can get the most out of their team in order to win games. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. The different, uh, the different kind of coaching styles and how they've changed. And some of the old guard is, is even kind of frustrated with the modern age of, of NIL yeah. and transfer portal and all that stuff. So some of them were hanging up their cleats. Roy Williams, who you mentioned kind of said that that was kind of part of it is that, you know, his, 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 it's a, a changing landscape of college basketball and he doesn't really want to be a part of this. He's, he mastered the previous one, obviously. So uh, maybe at this point, a little bit too old to, to try to master the next one. Coach K obviously stepping down pretty soon as well. Um, but uh, as far as, Nebraska basketball goes. They've got another opportunity um, tomorrow night uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena against Minnesota. Um, but again, a lot of it's kind of gone from from you know looking ahead to the next game and, and what could potentially happen to um, to kind of big picture stuff. Do you think that a win or two in Big Ten play in the next couple games um, can can kind of quiet some of this stuff down, or do you think that the record's too lopsided that it's it's really just going to kind of be pretty hectic, maybe until maybe until Trev Albert says something to quiet it down. And maybe he doesn't want to say something at this point because he wants to see how the season plays out. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's, what's got to happen. It, it, it's going to end up happening. And then they've got to make a decision. They, they're they're going to say, is this loss? Is this a lost cause? Um, you know, as, as some may speculate, I think you also got to look at the fact that Trev is kind of coming into an inherited situation in some of these things. Right. So with that, with that inheritance, do you want to start with a clean slate? Do you want to, in, because you don't want, it's possible that you don't want it to be attributed to you. Yeah. 
the longer you let it go down the line, right? You don't want that attribution to come to you. So you want, you want to maybe just consider those options. And then you have to then go to the cell of your, your higher ups, right? You've got to go to the cell to maybe to the university, the chancellor, to the board or uh, the regents and all of those. And you have to sell, I need to do this because this is why you got to be a good salesman at that. Right. And he's good at that. I mean, he's done well in building the program and, and, and getting success and getting the money needed in order to do what he's done at uh, UNO. I mean, uh, UNO has been transformed in, in such a way. And so he was, he was a huge part of that transformation. So does he want it to look in the image of where it was in the past or does he, you know, how much time is that going to be considered or what does he need to hear from Fred Hoiberg or even Frost or, or whatever, or any of the coaches that may be having these types of troubles. He, he's going to have, there's going to be a magic word that's going to need to be said in his ear in order to get him to buy into whatever it is that you're selling. Yeah, and it's interesting too because I, I think a big part of this is 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 selling, right? Is is selling the belief, the hope that this thing can turn around. A lot of people um, probably have given up at this point for the season, but they're they're wondering if this can can get turned around for this tenure under Coach Hoiberg, and and obviously um, that's where the frustrating is starting to mount. I, I I'm I'm kind of on on the camp of you know if, if you if you if you're at that level of frustration to where you're called in and directly try to to berate or belittle um, Coach Hoiberg or whatever. Um, I think you're 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 probably in the category of, of need need to take a mental health day or a break or maybe the rest of the season, right? Um, and in you know maybe adopt Kentucky or Duke or whatever for this season and maybe come back to Nebraska basketball next year. But I, the problem is they're they're you're seeing dwindling fan numbers, right? In 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 the case I'm talking about with the, the caller last night was a season ticket holder. He said so. You know, it, it it's not as simple as, as for a lot of us. It's just okay. Well, look the other direction. Uh, is that there's uh, you know there's there's money involved in this for some people. Obviously, the, the care factor is high, and, and I can say like look the other way there. But like it altogether, it's going to be hard to sell this program. I think moving forward, especially if you're not in, able to retain. Uh, a lot of the players that they have, but uh, one one good note, and uh, we've seen the rivals 150 kind of coming out today, um, is Ramel Lloyd moving up in those rankings. Uh, Marcus Lawrence has jumped up into the top 150. So that class that they have, of course, uh, Beta, you know, uh, uh, Case Beta is one of the top uh, centers in, in JUCO level. Um, so I mean, they, they've got a really nice recruiting class coming in. The re- previous recruiting class, which is very very high, obviously hasn't turned over to wins. Do you feel like that they even that, that that could still be a selling point? Is that recruiting class that they have coming in? Because I know a lot of people want to say, well, this class didn't do it, or his guys so far aren't working. Um, but we always talk about in basketball how it could be one, two, three guys that can really change a program. And if you have the right class come in, um, you know it can do that. And I don't, I just. I think we we get so much stuck in this. Well, if this didn't work and it's the same similar type of thing, then then we will push that on the same deal, right? We won't believe in it or we won't buy into it. Whereas you know it's a whole new class. These aren't the same guys. These aren't you know it might not. And and that's not to say that the last guys um, aren't good or, or aren't worth the, their salt in in the recruiting because obviously they are. Marcus McGowan keeps winning freshman of the year. You know Breidenbach's out because of, for you know with the injury. Um, but do you think that you can still sell? One of the top, what Hoiberg said last night. One of the top recruiting classes in Nebraska basketball history is on its way next year. If 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 you know if he's retained. Well, I I, I think someone that was very good at that was one of 
Frost predecessors, and that was Mike Riley. Yeah. And Mike Riley was big on, hey, we've got this coming. Hey, hey, we're we're on the way. Just hold on for me. Yeah, look, oh man, look what we got. Yeah. And and at some point, the the smoke and mirrors is 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 going to be exposed, right? Once you break the mirror. So at that point, um, I, I don't know if the Nebraska faithful has a taste, so to speak, for that type of salesmanship. They want production at this point. Yeah. I think across the board, they want production. I mean, especially when you just, you look over and you see what's going on with the Husker volleyball team. You see now what's going on with the baseball team. There's production. And they did it methodically and they did it in their way and they, they presented it and they presented a product. You know, at some point, the, the Husker faithful is tired of hearing it. They want to see, they want to see some, you know, some tangibles, so to speak. And, and so I, I, I don't know if that would be the case in this specific instance. I think it's something now with the new coaching staff and, and some of those things that you can kind of say, Hey, we're, we're making changes. We're trying to do it. But as far as selling uh, talent and recruitment and where they rank and, you know, there's been high rank guys that have come through here before, but, they haven't seen any of them become like Amon Green or the, to become like uh, shoot, Lawrence Phillips or yeah. something like that, right? They haven't seen those types, uh, Stanley Morgans, um, yeah. those types of Rex Burkhead types, you know, that you, you've seen those types of bell cows or Tommy Frazier. You, you haven't seen that yet. And so um, you've been able to sell it. Before, okay, shoot, we had, you know, Jared Tomich and we had uh, Broderick Thomas and we had uh, Mike Kroll and we had all these these guys that, that were here. But, oh, no, no, we got Grant Wistrom. And, you know, then these guys who were just kind of on the fringe, they, they amassed themselves to become great. You know, I mean, so you're seeing those types of things that have developed when they get here. And you've watched guys grow in the program and you watch guys that you didn't really know about all of a sudden emerge. You're just not seeing that right now or as of late. Right. And so we're, we're, you know, they're hoping to get that this year, I'm sure on the football team and, and, and the basketball team, I, I <laughs> I'm still hoping to see something you know, that, that would give me just a little pause to, to feel better about yeah. what, what I'm seeing right now. I, you know, I mean, people, people speculate, I'm sure the text lines up there thinking, you know, we, we have way too much optimism. That is surely not the case with Stricky. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I, I'm just trying to take an objective view, looking at the big picture of things, kind of understanding the financials and looking at where those things lie. You know, if you've got a taste for it, I mean, I know, I know some other programs I'm here in Florida. I know Florida state would have loved to pull the trigger a couple of times, but that money means something to oh, some yeah. of those programs. Right. I mean, it's not like you've been to, to bowl games to where you've, you've made up some of those differences. It's not like you've been to the championship series, you know, in Alabama or somebody can pull the trigger or something like that. They've been to the championships there to make that big money. You know, there's, it's not like we've had that. So we've had to, we've had to get the buy-in from the, the, the ones that love the program, been around the program, support the program, the cities, the states, the different organizations across the world. You've got to get them to buy in. And if they're not seeing it, that's tough. That's tough to taste, that, that type of loss. Let's head to the uh, Honda of Lincoln hotline, 424-645-685, and hear from Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Okay, good. Hey, Bach. Hey, Stritton. Hey. You know, I – What's up? This is 
I got to tell you, I watched Strickland play, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, those teams they had in Nebraska in the 80s and the 90s were good. Tim's, Miles' team weren't bad, but look, Bach, if you win four games in the conference this year, what does that accomplish? Because Hoiberg's got to try to talk the McGowan's brothers into coming back. Walker, you know, Virgin Webster will be gone. But, you know, if you're going to have a bunch of freshmen next year, Reinbach's basically going to be a freshman next year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to have four freshmen on the floor, maybe five, and, you know, are you going to win 10, 11 games? I mean, this isn't – it's the Big Ten. I mean, you don't have Weber and Juwan Howard and Ray King and those guys coming in as, you know, Fab Five right. freshmen. You know, it's a whole bigger deal. But, like, I don't know, if they if they don't win another conference game, there's going to be a decision on, you know, he's got to bite the bullet on 18 and a half. But, you know, I'd, I'd like to – they really don't have anybody younger to play besides Wilshire, you know. And that's that's a sad thing. I'd like to see Hoiberg get rid of this transfer thing and JUCO thing because it just doesn't work out. You know, if you got to bite the bullet, go out and give five freshmen in the top 150 – like Steve Fisher did in Michigan, and go 10 wins next year, then, you know, have a good season next year. But, no, I don't see anything accomplished by winning four games this year. It's just – and tomorrow night's game, Minnesota's guard play is absolutely fantastic. The record might not show it, but they're way better guards than Nebraska has. And, Bach, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Dave. Um, yeah, I mean, and there is, I think there is definitely that thought for those of us that are looking for, um, signs of, of just positive momentum in the program, right? Uh, you do want to see a, a few, uh, wins, you know, if for nothing else, just a lack of, you know, no longer being embarrassed not to have any in big 10 play. I mean, that, that, uh, if they finish with that, that's going to be, you know, obviously historic and then we can go through the numbers, see how many teams have done that in the past. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is, it, it, it does kind of get to the larger picture discussion. Like he was saying, um, is, you know, how how much hope can you put into next year if it's going to be a you know a, a very young team or maybe you know he kind of he kind of kind of <laughs> debated himself there too where maybe that's what you do maybe that that's what you know go from bringing in all these you know out of the transfer portal and trying to get uh you know guys that can win now or and build up build solidly but I I think you're probably at a point with with Hoiberg obviously where they are now with the record stacked up against him he's got to win next year I mean if you do bring him back. I think that there's going to be an expectation that he does sign down the buyout, whatever that might be, um, uh, you know, to whatever that might be, I should say, uh, with the expectation that, you know, he's bought in, he's understanding that he didn't uh, quite reach the, the goals that Nebraska's had. But at some point, like, that, that's what you have to think about retaining him. If you, if you retain him, what are the goals for next year? Because it's got to be certainly it, it. It almost kind of again goes back to the football discussion of you. You the the more you lose and lose and lose year after year after year, uh, it buries you further and further deeper into the point of being okay with 500, of being you know ecstatic to get back to 500. And that's where I think the football program is. Is that I think six wins, um, seven wins will definitely get them back whereas you know when you hired frost and you said how about your five seven wins you would have said no that's absolutely that's that's unacceptable we, we need more than that 
And that's kind of where you are with the basketball program, too. As I, I don't know. It's hard to understand because you have no clue what the roster would look like next year. But it's hard yeah. to imagine that the expectation would be a top 10 or a top half of finishing the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I, I don't envision that right now, especially with so much uncertainty as to what you do have coming back. You better – yeah, you, you've got to or, – or do you even want it to come back at this point, right? Uh, do you just want to – sell that we're going to build our foundation on the youth of what we brought in and what we put together, you know, with the, with the recruiting class that we now have, we're going to be young, but here's what our expectation is. And if, if, if I don't do this, then I'll take a a lot. He's got to figure out a way to sell that to, to, to Trev Albers. And um, I think you kind of sense it with what he said about I'm going to play. I mean, this is what I said weeks ago. I mean, I'm thinking this weeks ago. I'm like, I'm going with if I'm if my ship is going to go down, I'm going down with something I can sell. You know, I'm going down with the youth of my team and and where I'm going to build the foundation. And this is the way we're going to freaking play. And if you don't like it, boom, beat it. You know, I'm I'm building from this this core group of guys. And you know, I just, just, I'm just reminded of just the time when we came in. I mean, we, we challenged our upperclassmen. I mean, we're like, hey, you know, you know, the Pikes and, and, and the Chubbicks and, and the likes of our upperclassmen, the Tom Best, we're, we challenged them. Uh, Jamar Johnson, we were like, oh, we're, 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 we're coming in here. We're going to set a standard, too. I mean, this is the way we're going to play as well. And then it became collective. You know, what's, what each of us brought individually became a part of the collective. And the hard nose and, and the activity and the diving and all of that stuff, stuff that I brought to the table, you know, myself, you know what I mean? It becomes, it, it can become uh, contagious amongst the group. And so maybe a Denim Dawson, you know, coming in and, and what he's doing can, can lay the new foundation for what's to be next, whether, you know, Coach Holberg is coaching or whether he's not. You, you've got some pieces that you can sell to the next coach. The next coach could bring a couple of pieces and maybe you got something. It just depends on where that coach is and where he comes from. It's gonna be the it's gonna be a key point. Yeah, it's gonna be fascinating to see how all this stuff plays out. And again, it'll begin tomorrow night against Minnesota. So hopefully Nebraska can get the victory there. Uh we'll talk with former, former Husk- coach. Yeah. Former coach. That's right. Yeah, he's the coach in the yeah. Yeah. That that'll make it even uglier if the if the next worst team in the Big Ten with your former uh, an assistant from your former staff comes in and wins. Uh, it'll get even more ugly, which is surprising that I could do that at this point. Uh, but in any case, let's talk to Henry T. Buchanan, former Husker, uh, who was actually at the, the Northwestern game, the Legends ceremony there. Uh, we'll kind of uh, get his idea of, of kind of the vibe in the building there and kind of his thoughts overall about Nebraska basketball. That's coming up next here on The Block. Yeah. 